Hello, and welcome to episode two of Pop Cultural Quintessentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros, I am one-third of Cubed, and I will be joined by the other two-thirds of Cubed in a second here, Jonathan and Jacob. Um, this is the second installment of our Spider-Man rewatch. As I mentioned in the last episode, uh, we recorded Raimi all as one, intending to release it all as one episode, but we ended up going off for a long time, so I decided to just chop it up. So, without further ado... Here is episode two and our discussion on Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. The Search for Boy and Buddy. Um, 2004 film. First off, we didn't talk about this at all with the first movie, but Danny Elfman's score yes. for Spider-Man. I can't believe we missed out on talking about Danny Elfman's score. Holy. Fantastic. This was like Danny Elfman's last hurrah to me. Like, after this, he hasn't really done anything spectacular. But before this, I mean, like, Tim Burton's Batman. Then we had this, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, he had a lot of great stuff. Beetlejuice, a great work. And then, like, it just kind of, like, fell off after that. But this is, like, one of that last hurrahs. It captures the sense of excitement and adventure that would be the beat. Spider-Man and swinging around yeah. New York City. While also capturing kind of like the more somber moments of being Peter Parker, which I find, you know, very good. But uh, the world is very anti-number nowadays because we don't see many We don't see numbered like sequels anymore. No, not really. I guess because as the numbers get higher, audiences are like, another one of these? Another one. As opposed to subtitles where you can be like, oh, look, another adventure in this installment. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then the other uh, person I want to mention, uh, cinematographer uh, Bill Pope, who came in for this one and three, for Spider-Man two and three. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing stuff. As as mediocre to bad as the third movie can get, some of those shots are still like really really good. Just the way everything is framed, like he's telling a complex story through his like yeah. cinematography. It's not, I wouldn't say it's, it, I wouldn't go as far to say as it feels like comic book panels in the way that like uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable did or the way that, I mean like Spider-Verse does but it gets very close to that kind of like feeling of like complex composition uh, that you, you want to see in a comic book movie. And uh, then yeah, Bill Pope also did the Matrix trilogy, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim, Alita Battle Angel, Chong Chi, and he's doing Ant-Man 3. So I'm excited to see how that one turns out. How it looks. All right. First off, the opening of this movie Fantastic. is probably the best representation of down on his look Peter Parker that we've ever seen. Like, everything goes wrong for this kid. I feel like it goes a little too wrong at times. This man, I mean, like, I can get getting fired from your job or whatnot. Literally, this kid can't catch a break. He drops his book on campus, like, later in the movie. He just gets pounded by a bunch of these kids. Not sexually. Just gets hit by a bunch of these. Bunch of the backpack things. Well, that's right at the beginning. And then you get Kirk Connors as his professor here. Yeah. Um, we you got it. You got to talk about the pizza time scene, dude. Yes. yes. You Jacob. got anything, Jay? So um, Peter Parker, you know, he uh, arrives late at his job, you know, and uh, he, the the owner of the pizza place, or I, I would assume it was the owner of the pizza place. Yeah. He goes at least out. He's manager. Like, manager, maybe. He's like, "Hey, Peter Parker, you showed up late. You gotta, you gotta be here on always time. Late, always late, man. Always late, Fun man. Fun fact. Uh, that was uh. Freaking, what's his name? 
Was it the Fire Lord? No, no. it wasn't the Fire Lord. Uh, it's the same actor who did uh, live action. Speaking of M. Night Shyamalan, he was in the, the Avatar movies. Okay. He was a... He was Zhao? Zhao. 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 failure at Boston Say. We're not the only bad guy. Well, anyway, uh, he gives Peter Parker eight pieces, you know, for this, like, uh, I think it was like a hotel or something like that. It's, I and think like, it's for like a business for thing. For a business thing. I don't even know. Deep I, dish I don't pizzas, remember. even Deep though dish. they were very clearly just New yeah, York Yeah, when the guy on the, in the yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the ceiling or whatever of the building. The or, not the ceiling, but like this, the roof? this roof of the building. Balconies. Balconies, whatever. Uh, he grabs a pizza and slim as hell, you know. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, he, uh, you know, he tries to get to the place on his bike. Eventually, you know, throws out the bike idea. Yeah. And then he's Spider-Man swinging with the pizzas, which is honestly funny. You I mean, you know, not, and I think that's just like not something people would expect to see, but it's just like some, a nice yeah. touch. I Showcases guess. some of the great extras that are in these movies. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see, you know, I'm going to say this about every extra. But I want to see the he stole that guy's pizza guy return for No Way Home. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, steal the scene, steal something else. <laughs> so uh, he swings to the hotel and then he arrives. Like uh, we don't see him off camera. He's in this closet. <laughs> comes out of this closet with a bunch of like mops and brooms, uh, just hanging, you know, swinging out of the closet. He's struggling, fighting with that for like two minutes almost. Closes the door eventually, and then, like, the lady at the front desk he then tells him that she's not paying for the pizzas. Because uh, eight minutes late or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember. 28-minute guarantee. 29-minute guarantee. 29-minute. And he wasn't there in 29 minutes. Gets fired. Goes back, gets fired. Man, man just rips the sticker off his helmet. That was funny. That pizza time scene is, is, is legendary. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Also, it's a unique way of taking advantage of like how the hero is established at this point. Yeah. Like usually like in the comic book movie, when you open up on the sequel, you open up with an action scene with the hero like fighting the villain. Yeah. Like Thor fighting Thurder or Captain America going after Crossbones in Civil War. Yeah. Here it's all like laid back. Man's just trying to keep his job. It's swinging with pizzas. I like yeah. it. I like. I think it captures kind of a, 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 an, an essential part of Peter Parker's character, which is that like he's just this normal everyday dude. He's not always out here kicking ass. Like sometimes he's delivering pizzas and getting fired. Um, right after that scene, too, you get a reintroduction into again my favorite part, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J.K. Simmons, bad journalist, honestly. Not a great journalist. This, flawed, this, flawed this journalist. This man, this man, they, they didn't have a front page story. It was like, food poisoning, spreading across the city. And someone's like, wait, really? He's like, I, I feel a little sick. <laughs> but it's not what he does. He's not. <laughs> He's out here making. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I just. I like. The, he latched onto that Spider-Man idea. I like. like yeah. If it doesn't. If it's broken. If, it's in, if, it's, if it isn't broken, don't fix yeah. it. I like the Daily Bugle dynamic like, in this movie a lot more too. Like, this is like J.K.'s most meaty role, and I think that's because it's like son. Yeah. Like Jameson, the astronauts involved in this. Yeah, part. he's great in it. Uh, uh, what is his name? None. None is great in it. Uh, Robbie. Oh, yeah. After the actor's last name is done. He's great in it. Uh, Elizabeth Banks as as uh, Betty Boop. Betty Brant, yeah. <laughs> Betty Brant. <laughs> also really good. Um, I like that dynamic. I like Peter, how Peter fits into the world of the Beagle in this movie. Yeah, but like I said, fired from the peak to place, almost fired from the Beagle. Kirk Collins is threatening to fail him, goes home, has forgotten his own effing birthday. <laughs> 
Because, like, that's the sad state of his life. Also, like, Harry needs to... Ch okay, this is my first problem with Harry. The minute <laughs> that Peter walks into the door, he's like, hey, how's it going? Your friend Spider-Man, how is he? Huh? How's Spider-Man doing? He killed my father. Immediately. This man... Harry, I don't think... You know how there's, like, the... There's, like, this rule... In a, in cinema, where it's it's like the battle law or whatever, where it's like if two female characters oh the Bechtel test Bechtel test if two female characters um uh, uh talk together about anything that isn't guy related they pass that test. I feel like if you go through this movie and try to find one line of dialogue that Harry says that isn't related to him hating Spider Man or wanting revenge for his father or wanting Spider Man dead, you would fail that test. There is one scene. Which when he, one? When he takes uh, Peter to meet Octavius for the first time. It's short, but I don't think he mentions Spider-Man in that scene. Now, I agree with you. He He's he, mentioning Spider-Man. He was thinking about it. The entire time. Dude, like, just screw him already. I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but, like... So yeah. Also great that he doesn't help the Parkers financially. You know. Oh, yeah, I was gonna get to that. So yeah, yeah. Aunt May is struggling financially in this one. Well, she doesn't tell him about that, so like that's why he doesn't. He doesn't know about it. I think. That's yeah, she was keeping it secret she from even Peter. From everyone. But so. Peter did not go to Harry for it. Yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. I mean, Harry was investing too much in the auto to like. Correct. He gets ruined. Apparently. Yeah. They don't mention Oscorp again in the third movie. Maybe they don't. Not. I think it's because like the the last like breakthrough they tried. Uh, it ruined. It, it ruined. It ruined him. He says it ruined me. Or something. I'm ruined. I'm ruined. ruined. His exact lines are I'm ruined. Now I have nothing left. Yeah. Except for Spider Man. So, you see so what I mean? <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, right there he loses the business. Don't, okay, let's <laughs> talk about the romance <laughs> aspect. Of he this insulted movie. me by touching me. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> all right, let's talk about the romance aspect of this. These one, two though. are toxic. Yes, they are. I hate them. Uh, yeah. So Mary Jane, after getting rejected at the cemetery in the last movie, she ends up dating uh, Jameson's son, who's an astronaut. Poor bastard. Um, apparently, John. he went to the moon. I, I didn't remember that, but John. that was part of the dialogue. John deserves better. Hashtag John deserves better. John Jameson deserves better than this. <laughs> After, I mean, especially growing up with a father like that. Yeah. He deserves better. He deserves better than that. <laughs> that was whack. Anyway. Yeah, but she's, uh, yeah. She wants to get with Peter, but Peter doesn't want to. And it's clear. Like, they both are attracted to each other. And poor John Jameson's the rebound guy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they end up getting engaged in this thing. She's using this guy. The entire thing is talking. John Jameson is the Pete Davidson to Mary Jane's Ariana Grande. Like, that's essentially what this entire movie is. It just made me feel bad for Pete Davidson all over again. He's not even in this movie. How old was he when that movie came out? He was He's like our age, isn't he? Yeah. He's like 25. He's like... Yeah. He's a child. He's something. He's in his 20s. Yeah. Uh, 27, I think, is my guess. Oh, uh, okay. Someone will fact check us, um, if anyone listens. Um, anyway, um, so Peter promises to go to MJ's show, and, you know, that is another screw up in the line of Peter Parker screw ups in this movie because as I said the first part of this movie just the perfect representation of Murphy's Law and how it applies to Peter Parker because I think that's how Stan Lee wrote this character I don't know dude. what can go wrong will go wrong too many Peter things, Parker too many things go wrong for him like I don't except for the ladies apparently I, I, everyone's attracted to Peter Parker I wrote in my notes everyone is thirsty for Peter Dick and everyone is a dick to Peter and I feel like you could really just use that and surmise I mean, the entire yeah, movie the landlord's daughter Betty Brandt like everyone like Literally even people everyone. randomly on the street the are like, landlord we will get to him the landlord he likes Peter 
Yeah. I'm a good man. You are a good man. We are good men. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Talking about the actually, yeah, I did miss this. Like talking about how everything goes wrong for Peter Parker. He can't pay his rent. Yeah. Right. So. Dukovic! We, we get introduced to Mr. Dikovich. Dikovich. Dik- yeah. Um, who is honestly one of the funniest parts of this trilogy, probably second only to Jameson in terms of comedy. Vaguely Eastern European god. He's in this tri- he's in these movies less than I remember, but he's so great. I wish he was in a more For a bit part, he like knocked it out of the Bring part. him back. Bring honestly. him back for no <laughs> I want to see this man stare down her Parker's lizard and be like, they did. <laughs> Peter Parker's still living in that type of like living arrangement, like a low rent apartment in New York at the age of thirty or forty. Eek. I mean, Eek. but he's Peter Parker, so he might. It's be. New York, right, baby? Forget about it. You, know, you try to buy an apartment in New York, Jacob? You know how expensive apartments in New York are? A lot. Yeah, they cost, they a, cost lot. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, Peter Parker attempts to go to his girlfriend Mary Jane's play. I don't remember the name of this play. Uh, the Importance of Being Earnest. What's yes. The name of the play? Jacob read it. Jacob read, read it for high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's important. Um, <laughs> even though you only get like freaking five lines from the play, maybe yeah, in this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max. Good lines. I knew none of them. I didn't read that one. I'm not a big Oscar Wilde reader. (laughs) He seems good. So, yeah, anyway, Peter gets stopped on the way because he gets run. His motorcycle gets run over by these guys, these criminals, (laughs) Um, which I think just this action sequence demonstrates how much. I mean, in two years, like the tech advanced like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like significant. And the extra acting advanced hella little. No, a lot. <laughs> it's a web. It's consistent. Go, Spidey, go! It's consistent all the way through, though. Yeah, yeah that's the true. The extracting. It's fa- well, they were kind of lacking in that last movie. There weren't even that many extras in you that see, movie. You see? But there's a lot going on. That's probably where, where the main failure lies. Less extra equals more problems, worse movie. Put more extras in Clearly. it. Clearly. Listen, Sam. If you're listening, Sam, buddy, buddy. Buddy, it's me, JQ. <laughs> if you're listening, bud, uh, if, uh, for Multiverse of Madness, I hope you're relying wholly on extras for that movie. Because <laughs> if you do, it's going to be a masterpiece, okay? Anyway, moving on. All right. So, Peter Parker, you know, misses the the play. Brilliant, but lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MJ gets angry at him, you well, know. One sec, we missed something. We missed the second Bruce Campbell cameo. Uh, what what uh, was yeah. the second one? I when he's remember. walking in. I the, like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he stops him at the door. Like, he tells him, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's such, a, fix, he's fix such your an shoes asshole. Your tie, your tie is not up. Is it like the knot is down here. And you yeah, go, it's like, ah, you look good. How can I help you? Okay. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? He's <laughs> such a dick. It's so funny though. Bruce Campbell is an ass in all three of these movies. <laughs> it's great. And I love it. It's I love great. it. I love. I love the. It's nod. a Sam Raimi staple. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. You gotta have Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell better be in Multiverse of Madness. Sam, buddy, listen. If you're listening, Multiverse of Madness. One of those extras. It gotta be Bruce. It gotta be Bruce. Okay. Okay. Make him mysterial. Fulfill. Fulfill your destiny. But he like. I don't know. Like he has. 
these cameos, like, he advances the plot and it's not distracting somehow. Yeah. Like, it's... No, he kind of makes it work. Yeah, he does. You, you kind of, you, like, if you're not really looking out for it, you might not even notice that it's the same guy all three times. Yeah, like, no, he's I, drastically I different each of those times. He does, like, a different bit. It's like a different bit part. I didn't even realize that was a thing that uh, really that he did in the, his movies until like, you guys brought him up. Yeah, but like, Dang. yeah, funny, 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 uh, yeah. funny guy though in all those. Also movies. beyond yeah. beyond this scene, uh, freaking Melina, because we're getting we're oh we're yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah. Actually, yeah, let's talk about Molina. Let's now. talk about Molina. Because, I mean, right after this, like, after, like, Peter, like, misses the play again, he kind of, we kind of get that introduction to Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, which, I don't know, it's hard between Defoe and Molina to pick who my favorite live-action Spider-Man villain has been. I know you, you will talk about that when we get to Homecoming. Vulture, you, baby, Vulture. You love Vulture. But Doc Ock in this movie is phenomenal. Molina's performance is so good. Arrogant but lovable. You kind of see... You, you kind of see like these these hints of arrogance and these these hints of kind of like self self righteousness in him from the from the get go. Yeah. He's like oh feeder poetry, all these things. Yeah. But it's just so likable. Like you don't want this guy to go down the path that he ends up going down. I feel like that's key to to to, to Otto Octavius's character is that he has to feel like he's like been pushed into this circumstance where he kind of like has to take it's on that he's like, like his, so confident in his invention and then that it, when it goes wrong it's like his hubris is literally uh, always his downfall yeah, as a character downfall. but like i love that here that they set that up but it's not like he's not like an asshole he's not like this very like he's not like overly arrogant like it's a balance like yeah. it's a good balance i'd say he's likable you know yeah so and then even though it's a bit part his wife, I don't know the actress's name, obviously, but Rosie. Um, yeah. She plays that part pretty well. It's yeah. tiny, tiny, yeah. but yeah. she really establishes, along with Molina, that these two have a loving, caring relationship, which will carry through why he takes some of the steps he takes yeah. afterwards. Um, but yeah, uh, Doc Ock's transformation sequence. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Very good. Dude, literally this like 30 minute snippet is like amazing. Everything from like dog from like the test in the New York high rise to like the end of like the operation scene. Like Fantastic. very good. Um, let's see, what do I have? The use oh. of practical arms. Yeah. I'd say yeah. Like it- I want Sam, buddy, Hollywood also in general. Please go back to practical effects. I'm literally begging you. Because like the, the arms are a combination of practical and CGI, and they hold up so well. Even in the moments that they're fully CGI, the, the, the transition from practical or, like, from, like, real arm to fake arm is so smooth. Yeah. It, like, just carries on throughout the entire movie. It's so well done. I'm just, like, super impressed with, like, the, the tumble effects. Like, whenever he's, like, flipping... You know, like uh, during a battle, like yeah. his arms is just like wailing. Like it just seems like <laughs> yeah. they're like uh, they all have like kind of an intelligence. Yeah, level. exactly. I love that. I love the touch that. Uh, oh, I missed. I missed a few that. notes here about uh, Bruce Campbell's. I said uh, he's uh, Go ahead. helps maintain the illusion line. Uh, he's definitely Mysterio. All right. So uh, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Bruce Campbell's cameo in Spider-Man Four um, apparently was going to be in a montage at the beginning. It was going to be revealed as Mysterio, and Spider-Man would take him in at the station, <laughs> which honestly would have been fun as hell if that movie would have gotten made. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh, like going back to Doc Ock's 
transformation scene. Uh, Jacob, uh, I took a quote down from Jacob. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Scene. No, he's like, we paused the movie for a second, and you looked at Doc Ock's fit at the beginning, and you and you <laughs> quote said, no. you quote none, that you quote said, rocking that Chairman Mao Zedong look. Uh, would you like to elaborate? <laughs> okay, so, you know, Peter gets invited uh, to the... To the like the uh, the open demonstration. demonstration of the like his invention his fusion reactor yeah. or whatever, um, and then at that scene you know he has like this uh, like Doc Ock has this outfit you know it's it's like almost like a like a I don't even know what they call it. it's like a, almost like a lab suit it's a lab way. suit but Jacob was uh, like yo it just looked it was he looks gray. like the, he looks like the chairman it looked like Chairman Mao man I, I pulled <laughs> it up I was just like. Dude, he's rocking. He's rocking this chairman. Mouth. Also, that Otto Octavius logo that he had on it—it it just looks like a like a pair of balls. Pair of balls. Just look, it yeah. looks like. I'm a telling pair of you, balls. they should have gone Octavius Industries like the video game did. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why they went with oh 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 oh. He's looking like some testicles. My God, <laughs> it's man. one shot though. I do not care. So anyway, also so, there's no way in hell that was uh, the first time he put on those mechanical arms. That is they, an important question. They literally, they literally it feels like it was though. It can't have been, dude. That man would have been screaming like a baby if that was the first time. time. Was that, wait, that was the first time he turned on the reactor, right? Or was that... Yeah, yeah but he must have yeah. had a test from with the arms. He's like, I gotta make sure these work. I think James himself said, like, you can't... James is a friend of ours. He... When we were watching it with him, he's like, if you even messed up the alignment of that yeah. a little, that's... that's Paralysis yeah, for yeah. the rest of your life, right? Yeah, because man, that looks painful. How like it, it stabs into each vertebrae. Yeah. There's no way in hell that was his first time putting it on. He'd be screaming, dude. <laughs> I don't believe that. Um, so anyway, they turn on the reactor with this tritium. Is tritium, that tritium, 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 fake. Better it's than like, this fa it's a fake like better than non octanium. Kind of yeah, better than non octanium. What do you yeah. think about the fusion reaction looking like a mini sun? I love that. I, I love that. Effect. You know what I don't yeah, love like, is the fact that oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. Like the little solar flares. Like yeah, no, it's awesome. That's I love cool, that effect. Yeah. Um, no, but what I don't think is awesome is the fact that. Uh, Auto put the inhibitor chip in literally the most <laughs> vulnerable, the, spot. the most vulnerable spot in the entire <laughs> the top of his the neck. top of his neck. But didn't it have to be close to his brain? Isn't that the point? Maybe. You could have still you could have encased it. He left this little glass thing just yeah. just open. Well, yeah. a fusion reactor hit it. We don't know how sensitive it actually was. It could have been like stronger and more durable. He for that though. Like I don't yeah. know. I don't think he expected hubris. It. hubris. Hubris. It was hubris. He didn't expect it to go wrong. It's but. only a spike. It'll stable. That man let his wife die. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I originally watched it. He directly leads to his wife's death. Yeah. Because Spider Man's about to unplug the reactor. But, like, when he blocks Spider-Man from doing it, then it pulls the metal from, like, the windows. Yeah. And then it kills his wife. We were talking about the fact that every villain in this in this trilogy is is created by scientific negligence. Yeah. Because uh, Osborn I mean, tested that serum on himself. With no human trials. With no him. human trials. Um, Doc Ock was just like, you know what? Let's just keep the sun burning in this New even York high cool, like metal. But even like Spider Man becomes Spider Man by like you know, like some yeah. That's also that's also negligence because yeah. it's like I think one of them's missing, and the exactly. one the one person was like, oh, 
They must be testing on the spider. Listen, if people didn't assume so much in this universe, there wouldn't be that many superheroes or villains. Like the old, well, third one less so. I mean, Venom, I guess, is just like a freaking asteroid to crash. You cannot tell me that Sandman is not the exact same thing. Sandman is because like they say it's a bird, a two hundred pound bird. It'll probably just fly away. It'll fly away as soon as we start this. They're responsible for that. Well, those scientists were probably overworked. Let's be what were they even testing? I don't know. I still okay. Anyway, particle acceleration is what I think it was. All right. Damn, worthless stuff. Um, Damn. No to this. Harry's clap is the best in this fusion scene. Yes. Yeah, when he it looks, looks like it's working, like he, there's a shot of him just like clapping. This uh, like, stupid ass grin. Not not like from side to side, like he's, a normal human being. It's vertically. This man is clapping. Clapping vertical, like <laughs> limp handed. Like his his hands are limp. <laughs> They're not moving. I don't know how good James Franco is at the dramatic stuff. I will concur with you on <laughs> he, that. Yeah. He humiliated yeah. me by touching me. Really? Comedy was his strength, like, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. As an actor, I don't know how much of that stuff was actually supposed to be funny though. Like I'm sure half of the things that I laughed about James Franco out of that movie, I don't think I was supposed to laugh at. I don't think he was trying to be that funny in this movie. He was. He he was. He had like the. uh, They were setting up his like. Full arc in the third one. I think one, I was progressively was way too serious, though. That's the thing. It's like I loved him in the first. The first movie was the perfect Harry Osborn, and they they just went like they just went way too you know far. Because I mean? his lines sound ridiculous if you say him that seriously. Like he had yeah. to say him say it in a different way. I think, in my opinion, you know, like that Spider-Man touched me line. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you're really, you're really, like yeah, yeah, you you really uh. You really He's, think that's supposed to be said in a way that's like, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man humiliated me by touching like in a serious way? He said like, like a no. pouting, like you, a you gotta, pouting you gotta, child. You gotta be a little uh, campy when you say it, like yeah. deliver that line. I think. All right. So after this uh, fusion reaction goes wrong, Otto it. has killed his wife. So emotional distress there, but then he has the physical distress that the arms have been fused to his body. Yeah. So they have to take him to the emergency room. Oh, to try to cut the arms off. And we get I the know. most Sam Raimi sequence out of these three movies. I don't know how many times I'm going to say favorite sequence in any Spider-Man movie during, during like, Literally this is in time, not even just the Raimi movies, just in general. But that, mm. it's so good. It's so good. It's so well done. Like, the horror, that like, you can tell that Sam Raimi's a horror director just based on this. It's filmed like a short horror movie, yeah. quite honestly. The reflections, the shot composition, the way that there's kind of like tension and release at the beginning, yeah. like just the lighting. The I mean, yes, a lot of screaming women all the goddamn time. <laughs> I, I mean, that's throughout the entire trilogy. Yeah, that's true. And that's just him going back to his horror roots. Screaming yeah. women is a freaking trope in this I, genre. I love the uh, the Bruce, the, the not Bruce Campbell, the Evil Dead reference. That he, I don't know if I'm stretching there, but he lifted up the chainsaw. It's very evil. Oh, yeah, oh, with the last doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, it was so, such mean, a so brutal the and sh- amazing the silhouette scene. sometimes where like the arms is coming out are coming after yeah, doctors and you don't even see it clearly. There's no music in that scene either. That's another one where all the music cuts out. Like that's how confident uh, they are. Especially how that scene starts with like him just slightly moving the arm and then like the the little like pulley thing like just moving slightly it's all so slightly and then like the doctor like with the, the scalpels in his hands just like looking up for a second is like oh god uh, did that move you know did that move was did, did I see that right you know and yeah this is where the, one like, of those scenes where you can tell it was like fully done with the puppets instead of like CGI it's so worth I'm and it works you, so it's well. so worth it Sam 
buddy, listen again. Practical. Anyway, I'm like telling you practical effects. I, no, I agree with you. Like, yeah. I feel like if you blend practical with like visual effects, yeah. it makes it more difficult for the audience to discern where like reality and fiction yeah. like start and stop. I think this uh, this scene especially kind of starts to showcase what is his name, Bill Pope. Yeah, cinematographer. That this really starts to show how, how much he knows what he's doing. The la the one, the shot that closes the scene when he runs out and he turns around and like the tentacle like whips around. Yes, and, like, it, that's the closing <laughs> shot. It's so good. Yeah, that's iconic. Like he, he does that several times in the movie. I, I was mentioning, I was talking about this like while we were watching. Oh, he so, looks like, over his shoulder. Like, his arm moves like slightly, and then like he just looks over his shoulder. It's it, it's done like probably a total of like four or five times. Yeah. Like, like what? The first time I think was in, during that scene, but like later on on the train, yeah. you know that like, iconic train fight. So I mean, I, I think it's that's a, another funny thing, and also like yeah, yeah. You go back to Jameson after this. Yeah. You go back to Peter's story technically, yeah. but yeah, this is Jameson. Jameson hires Peter to take pictures of his son. <laughs> the polo ball. Gala. <laughs> what happened to his original photographer? Got smacked by a polo ball. That, that was man was how? <laughs> you get the laugh. That has been memed to death at this yeah, point. The, you yes, the yes. You get the worst ripple transition I've ever seen. <laughs> so bad. Like between this scene and the next auto Doc, scene. Yeah, the Doc Ox. I heard Spider-Man was there. Can we all agree <laughs> Robbie, yes, Robbie knew. Robbie, Robbie knows, knows that Robbie Peter's Spider-Man. I'm not going to hear anything differently. Just the way like his... You hear his, that high top? <laughs> all right? His, his body acting when like... He finds out like Spider Man's gone, yeah, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he, it's like he feels like a direct connection, and I feel like that direct connection he's showing there is because he knows Peter's Spider Man, yeah. So, like, I completely agree with both of you there, yeah. I'm, um, I'm 100% sure he this does, next yeah. auto scene. I mean, not much of note happens here. He just like decides the one to rebuild the thing. Yeah. The one shot I know what you're gonna talk about. It's when like he references the inhibitor ship being gone, and there's like no, this, that's not what I was. That's weird, like swooping shot yeah. of, of it, which I think works because I feel like you need to see that the thing is beyond <laughs> no, repair. It, no, it just it just seemed like looking toward the camera of him saying that oh, is the inhibitor is the inhibitor chip like destroyed or like messed up or like gone or whatever? And like he turns around for a second and zooms in on his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that it just like the zoom in. I think that's the funniest part. I only have two notes from this scene, and one of them was no auto. That's a crime because he was like no. The real crime would be not finishing what we started. It's like, no, Otto, if you rob and kill people, that is that is criminal. Well, the arms AI has taken over yeah. at this point. And also that, Jacob pointed out, um, both these bastards are talking to themselves in reference to Green Goblin yeah, and Octavius. Yeah. They, they both lose their minds, man. Like, every every Spider-Man villain in, the, in this trilogy, there's at least one in each movie that talks to themselves, or at least like a representation of... of well, of, in Norman's case, it was because he had like a different personality at that yeah. point, yeah. like living within I mean, Don... And Otto yeah. is like the, the forearms, arms, yeah. have their own AI that only he can hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that is that true. That he proceeds to rob a bank that is holding only golden <laughs> shekels. <laughs> in bags. It's of, bags of shekels. shekels. I'm not hearing it. They're gold so coins. Funny. It's like only shekels. Few notes of this scene. Joel McHale <laughs> yeah. plays the bank teller the God, the that God, uh, yeah. Aunt May and uh, Peter are talking to. We love to. Joel McHale. We love Joel McHale. Great community. Great, great, community. Great, great community. Hilarious. Um, and then it features two 
of the only Raimi Spider-Man jokes yeah. in one scene. You get uh, Spider-Man throwing the shekels back at Doc Ock. Yeah. Here's a change! Before we go on, I just want to say, like... I, I, it's just funny to me how he just walks in with this like inspector gadget looking <laughs> like jacket. Oh, Doc Ock! You know what? Always underneath, and like no one sees his back. This like, man must have been looking like Quasi. Exactly. I'm not gonna hear. And then all of a sudden, he's, you know, he's, like, moving, <laughs> he's moving to the right and then to the left. Y'all like, couldn't see it, but Jacob just did this very strange flexing action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's true. true. It's just the camera just pans over and he's just there. <laughs> and, so, and there's like this comedically large safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. out the wall. Hey, physical uh, money was still a thing at this point. All right, it's 2004. Invest in crypto. Uh, Dogecoin <laughs> is up 50 points since uh, at the filming of this oh, podcast. Man. That is probably the opposite of true I imagine I'm sure that shit is thinking but yeah no we were talking about this scene as we even started talking about this Spider-Man really needs to quit more and cry less that is the biggest issue that's the one aspect of Spider-Man Raimi did not capture yeah this man is quipping all the time yeah, this fight. Yeah. because he's it's like a nervous reaction like he's 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 literally scared for his life and joking it is, is his way of getting kind of through it and I think Raymond does a great uh, a, a great job of portraying the fact that Peter Parker's down on his luck and that he's got like a lot you know there's like a lot of things that aren't going right for him so he's this very mopey guy but Spider-Man should not also be this very mopey and serious character like he jokes around every once in a while in this trilogy but he's like He's just kind of like, he's like, like, I'd say kind of like a general hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of a hero persona for Peter. But it's really still Peter. Like, I yeah. feel like there's a, there doesn't feel like there's a transition. It doesn't feel like two. it's a different guy. Yeah. It feels like it's all one person. It's all one person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. This sequence where they fight on the side of the building after Doc Ock kidnaps Aunt May. I mean, I feel like all the Doc Ock Spidey fights, we're going to be saying the same stuff. Because it all looks really good. Yeah. And it's just like, like I said, like some of the camera tricks that they use as well as the visual effects. I mean, you got the practical arms, but then like Bill Pope and Sam Raimi decided to use like wider angle shots Yeah. when they're using visual effects. So you don't see like the flaws in the visual effects because it's all moving quick, but you're like more far out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Also, another thing we noticed in this fight, why the hell does Doc Ock quip more than Spider-Man. Like, I don't think it's just the fact that Spidey doesn't quip as much. <laughs> it's the fact that Alfred Molina's Doc Ock that this entire movie quips so freaking much. I it's mean, just like joke after joke after even joke. Even in the first movie, you can almost argue, I mean, just because of the campiness of, like, Green Goblin, yeah. it's almost like quips. Yeah. Like, he's like... No, hey, but, like, but, like, Doc is literally quips. Like, yeah. like, you gotta train the cats. Just like, <laughs> That's a hero. That's a Spider-Man line. Yeah. That is a Spider-Man line being uttered by freaking Alfred Molina. I think it's just like because like in, uh, I just uh, like villains in like movies are usually the one like quipping like you know like if they like I don't know like it's not usually like you don't usually see like the hero quipping pre MCU pre MCU pre MCU even like I guess like the ping, the ping one uh, also no, 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 the 80s, no, I think the great, yeah the greatest example of this is like. Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Batman and Robin. He's just throwing quips the whole time. He's throwing ice puns the entire time. The entire time. Also, the uh, the religious. Again, this 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 bring. We we have another kind of like 
religious moment that's Aunt just May's really... a believer, man. Yeah, but it's just so funny that in all three of these movies, Sam Raimi includes, like, this really campy and over-the-top, like, religious moment. Like, in this one, it's out May, like, looking up to the angel and just being like, thank you. Yeah, after like, she what? saves, like, the angel statue saves her from her fall with her. Saves her from her fall. <laughs> that thing did nothing. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Spider-Man saves Aunt May, which I think is critical to note. For yeah. our discussion later, yeah, about that final scene, um, and then honestly though, like, and then Spider Man goes to the gala. Um, Harry confronts him again. As we said, Harry, I drunk, mean, come drunk, on, it's the same thing. We don't have drunk, to talk about drunk it. Drunk Harry is worse than sober Harry. That's about the only thing I can add on to this. Because <laughs> later in the scene, he's like, "You, your buddy Spider Man. I thought we were friends, dude. What's up? Oh, it's a killer. It's only five shots. He slaps this dude. He just ran. Like, he's an ass. He's, like, hijacking this party. And then Jameson, this is, like, I think, besides the wedding at the end of this movie, yeah. it's the one scene where you see him somewhere outside of, like, his work environment. Yeah. yeah. Which was funny. Also, it was third, fun to the, see. Oh, the third movie, I guess, is still technically the work environment. Yeah. Left, so. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, like seeing him like trying to schmaltz the crowd. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's great, dude. It's it's great because you, you you see another side of his character. Though, yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so Mary Jane yeah. gets engaged to uh, Jameson because Peter rejects her once again. Yeah. After like he was making excuses for not being at the I show. Th- I bet you it was the fact that he was force feeding her poetry that just pushed her to the point where she's like, "All right, oh, that was so bad." <laughs> like it's, he has no romantic awareness at all. Ooh, it's God. cringe, dude. I I don't care because okay unlike anakin skywalker though it's realistic cringe. yeah it's yeah, realistic yeah. it's realistic cringe but i feel like high top would say something here like oh it's very realistic to peter's case like dude it's i don't buy this relationship it's so it's just it feels forced and it doesn't work all the time and there are moments like this where i'm just like oh they they're not compatible get <laughs> this out of here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you know, and then I, I, I feel like there's a moment before this where Spider-Man starts losing her, his power. No, it's right after this. Is it? Well, there's a moment before earlier in the movie, but this is the one where... Oh, like, the elevator. Because the elevator moment. Elevator happens, happens after this, yeah. Davenport. No, that happened before. According to my notes, it happened before. I think, yeah. Okay, the elevator moment happened before. Elevator moment, not much to be said. Hilarious. Davenport from Davenport from Labrats. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, big cameos. You got Octavia Spencer, Joel McHale... Davenport from Labrat. <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't even know it's actual huge, name. Huge, huge cameo. Everyone knows Labrat. No, but my point, like, some of these extras or bit parts went on to have illustrious careers. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane when you look back at these movies. <laughs> but yeah, so what do we think about the aspect of Spider-Man losing his powers? Just to talk about that fully. Um, performance issues. You know, yeah. one out of ten. Five I mean, out of ten. I think I like 10? like what you how you interpreted it as uh like, like, a, like him just like it's like the stress of his like, like, like athlete, relations. Right? It's like yeah. an athlete. I like can an understand. Athlete. Listen, like, yeah. there aren't that many. Well, there are a few compa- uh, similarities between musicians and athletes, and that it's kind of like this day to day thing that you have to constantly be on about. But things outside of your life immediately affect that. So as a kid, I was like, why is he losing his powers? It makes no sense. I can kind of get it a bit more this time around. I'm just saying. He wouldn't have this problem if he had web shooters, though. You know, he wouldn't be unable to actually shoot. Yeah, webs at this like- is the closest that Raimi Spider-Man gets to like those moments when like he loses all his web fluid and like. Uh, and then yeah. when he checks him, that doctor knew, like, could that guess, doctor, like, that knew he was Spider-Man. <laughs> that doctor he knew he was Spider-Man, and as you said, he cost 
he cost countless lives by providing the diagnosis that he did. Yeah, the doctor just told him to quit, basically. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, your friends having dreams of Spider-Man. All right, Spider-Man, <laughs> let's all those people die. All right, and then you get Spider-Man No More. Great homage oh, to the God. cover of the comic. You get Cliff Robinson back for one scene. Amazing as that Uncle Ben. That used to confuse me as a kid because I'm like, this is different from the first one. Oh, no. It's just like him like putting yeah. himself back in that moment. But it's such a great moment, dude. Moment. I love that moment. It's like yeah. so impactful. It's like we come back to this entire idea of responsibility throughout this movie because Peter has his power and he doesn't want it. He wants to be normal. He wants to just live his own life and not have this get in the way of everything that he's doing. But... He has his powers, and if he doesn't act with this, like, everything's going to go to shit. And it does throughout this movie. Crime rate goes back up, everything goes... <laughs> it's he, just because the Daily Bugle released that one, like, like headline yeah, of Spider-Man No More. You know, like, that. I don't think crime would have, like, gone up that significantly. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Jameson gets <laughs> the costume after Spider-Man quits because he throws it in a dumpster. Homage to the comics. Well, well, that shot. About how the, like, the, the, and then the hobo brings Jameson. Yeah, not, the, not, it wasn't a hobo. I think it was just like the guy garbage working. Man. Garbage, garbage Man. man. Yeah. Garbage yeah. Man brings in the, the, the Spider-Man costume. And he's like, I want, like, what? Like, how much money? He didn't even, like, give an amount. He just said that $100 wasn't more, enough. I could get more yeah, I than that on eBay. eBay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. As they publish that Spider-Man's game. Yeah. yeah. Which I agree. I think that I think that's that probably, like, <laughs> the, cr- the criminals were probably like, oh, great. Spider-Man's gone. <laughs> I love how many times Peter throughout this, that little montage, like, right after he throws away the suit, just watches bad things happen. And he's just, like, eating a hot dog. He's, like, chilling. There's that weird-ass freeze frame at the end. There's that point later on where he's literally walking past an alley where this dude is getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, he could have stopped that. He didn't have to be like Spider-Man. <laughs> be Spider-Man but he just turned his back and was like, from oh. being mugged. He was like having a personal <laughs> moment while this guy is getting his shit kicked <laughs> yeah. in. If only someone could have... Oh, the guy... Jesus! <laughs> the opposite, like, so yeah, complete opposite energy of like the you know, like the incredible scene where like, got away, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the opposite, opposite energy, energy of that. Opposite Those energy. movies came out the same year, uh, didn't they? No, oh no, 2004, you're right, same Ooh, year. I'm good, I'm good. What yeah, can I say? Um, so yeah, then this segment of the movie, Peterson had powers, tries getting back together with MJ, MJ's acted like she's moved on. Um, it all culminates in... MJ is so toxic in this movie. It's not even funny. Octavius is gone for a bit here because it's all focused on Peter. Uh, this section of the movie culminates in the fire sequence. Yeah, but before that... Uh, wait, yeah. Before that, talking to Aunt May about, about Uncle Ben. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, look... I like the scene itself where he talks about that and Aunt May walks away and it's like, oh my God, like this is a... Oh yeah, because yeah, Peter Parker confides in Aunt May that what happened, doesn't tell her directly he's Spider-Man, but tells her how he let the guy get away in the elevator Yeah, and he killed killed, uh, Uncle Ben. Ben. I love that moment too because it's kind of like, it's kind of a start of kind of pushing this idea of responsibility back on the Peter because by remembering that first failure and confiding in someone about that first failure, he's like, I could have stopped that. I can stop the things happening right now. This movie is very, at least thematically speaking, I think the, thematically speaking, this is the strongest movie. Yeah. Out of the three? Yeah. Out of these is, yeah. three. Yeah. Um, about just those concepts of responsibility, upholding that, of like what it means to like 
like selfishness versus like selflessness you know what i mean like where do you draw the line between i want to live my own life but if i have this ability i have to help other people you know, i love that balance yeah um but yeah i we can get back to talking about that moment later i just don't like how quickly aunt may gets over it but yeah i think I, 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 I have an argument for that um yeah, we do. but anyway so fire, there's, there's a fire scene uh, Peter saves this little girl. Somebody got a phone and phone it up! No, the great extra. Best, best extras of Tony. Even at the top of his lungs. Peter saves this little girl. Then um, the firefighters literally are talking behind his back about how someone died inside. <laughs> which I never got, even like it's so as a kid. mean, dude. It's so mean. But it that's like part of the impetus to him. This plus the next Aunt May scene is or what push him to like yeah. come back. Come back. Also I, right after the scene he has that like really like campy monologuing moment where he's literally looking out of the out of the window into the camera like, Do I not deserve what I want? What I need? He's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> 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 it's just I get that it's comic booky. You yeah. have a lot of those, like, yellow boxes in comic books where you get, like, the thoughts of the character. Yeah, yeah. But it's so dumb. It's such <laughs> a dumb moment. Um, I don't know. I I can see what they're going for, but yeah. it doesn't work for me. Okay, um, so, talking about the Aunt May scene. So, Aunt May... Wait. There's there something else? There's something else. You right. keep forgetting, Ruben. I'm over here. I'm the EJ. Stop. I'm the EJ now. Get to your point. My get point is, we, uh, when Doc Ock does return... That's the scene where he's talking to Harry, and you have another unnecessary jump scare. We didn't talk about that in the first movie, but like that one random jump scare the right green after. You know, it's like right after Harry tells Norman about MJ. There's like, ah! <laughs> there's another one here, but this oh, one right. actually works a lot better. Where he shows up and talks to Harry, and he's like, Peter Parker. He shoots Spider-Man pixels. What could I find him or what not? Well, he's basically... Harry's trading the tritium that Doc Ock wants to redo yeah. the experiment at this abandoned harbor for Peter for Spider-Man. Because yeah. he doesn't know it's uh, yeah. Peter Parker at this point. But he yeah. wants to find Spider-Man. So yeah. he sends Doc Ock also, to get Also, this scene Peter is a Parker. perfect uh, example of how Bernard or Bernard or whatever is there. Bernard. Bernard. It's Bernard. He's useless. This man's like, good night, sir. And he leaves. Right. <laughs> He's lazy Alfred is what this man He's is. He's a bad... No! D how dare you even compare this man to Alfred? That's insulting to me. That's like comparing chess to checkers. Are you kidding me? Okay, so that scene happens. We get one of the strongest scenes in this movie specifically. Yeah. I think the strongest dramatic scene in this movie. It, him talking to Aunt Man? Yeah. The question really is, does she know that he's spider I feel like she does. I, I think she does. So she does. so she's moving out because the bank is going to foreclose the house. So she moves out. Um, and they're, I don't know, the way she's talking about Spider-Man, because the little kid who's helping her move out, I forgot his, his name. name. I, did I look, did I write his name down? Wait, keep talking. I'm going to check. Um, so kids all sad. Spider-Man's gone. Um, and then she's like the look she gives over. I mean, I, I feel like that tells a lot. 
Dude, look, starting out on the scene, I really was like against you. Yeah. And then as soon as we got to like that moment, I was like, okay, we might have a point. Yeah, like she looks at Peter and says like, he needs Spider-Man. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how more direct? No, is- but it's because like, she's talking about these concepts of responsibility. Yeah, and I know. Out like, but and she how- looks at she it. Literally- she literally starts talking about Spider-Man specifically. Yeah. Like, she's, she looks directly at him. She literally says like- all of us can be a hero in some way. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the through line of the movie. She, Aunt May, gives the through line of this movie. The yeah. through line of this movie is basically that everyone can be a hero, but sometimes they have to give up the things they want the most, even their dreams. It's the through yeah. line of this movie. And that's like the through line that connects Peter and Octavius' stories in this movie. Mm. Which, bravo to Raimi for, like, and the screenwriters. That was brilliant. They, throughout the first and second movie... Raimi does a great job of drawing these parallels between Peter and the villain. Like, it's so good. It's a, literally a dichotomy. Yeah. Like, you had Peter and Osborne doing great things, getting rejected by society in a way. You have Doc Ock and Spider-Man right here wanting so much to, like, achieve these things for themselves, but, like, realizing that they have to let go of parts of their dream or part of, of who they are. Doc Ock does it in a worse way. He literally loses his wife. He loses all these things just to obtain this one thing, and it wasn't worth it. But Peter has to give up things as well just to do what he has to do. You know what yeah, I mean? You can't have a, like a... You can't, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Doc Ock um, comes back. Peter and Mary Jane are talking in a uh, in a diner. Yeah. Um, she wants to kiss him to test if he's... This like Spider Man. Also, Which, yeah, what, what I I specifically wrote John the, the the Pete Davidson thing about John in this one because she like upside down kisses John. She's like, does it feel the same? It's like, dude, what the? Stop playing with this man's emotions. He's like, man. I'm back on the moon. Are you there with me? And I like, I, I'm like, and you as the audience know, no, she's not. <laughs> so, so that dramatic sad. irony, and your heart sinks for this man. I'm back who's on, the on moon. screen for like three minutes. <laughs> this poor James, bastard. This diet James Marsden just getting his heart broken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, then there's that moment. Also. Yeah, in that moment, like MJ's testing that out with Peter because that was the one moment in the yeah. first movie where she was like. Yeah, is that is he Spider-Man? Is that Spider-Man? Like, literally, his voice sounds exactly the same. I mean, that's a constant across all Spider-Man. Well, that's I guess lie. Andrew kind of changes it a bit, but, like, Tom and... Tom, but when Tom's Tom, the same across. When Tom's around different people, remember Homecoming was like, Hey, how's it going? How's it going, folks? I'm here to... Yeah. He, like, changes it because he knows his voice is going to yeah. be recognizable. If I spoke to you with this voice, it, even as elaborate as that costume would be, if I was, like, disguised, you'd still be like, Jonathan? Like, there's still be that moment. Um, but no, anyway, uh, Doc Ock throws a whole freaking car to the diner, not knowing, mind you, that Peter is Spider-Man. Harry's literally like, don't hurt him. He doesn't know he's going to dodge that. He just throws <laughs> that shit in there, and he's like, yeah. Why? The way that Doc Ock treats Peter in this scene really makes you think that he already knows he's Spider-Man because he throws him against a brick wall. He, like, like he's killing this dude. And I, and I did have an argument against that, just saying, like, how the arms would already, like, you know, since they had their own, like, the intelligence, they, like, I don't know, interfered with his mind yeah. and his reasoning. You know what this, this so feels like? like in, oh, sorry, continue. No, no, so, like, I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, like, he's fine if he throws a car, because, like, I don't know. I mean, he can't really control, like, every action it's anymore. The, it's the equivalent of Batman, like, beating the shit out of a thug, breaking both his legs, and being like, now talk. 
<laughs> Where's the joke? <laughs> it's the same thing though. Like he's embodying this more nerdy bastard. And he's like, tell Spider-Man, tell Spider-Man I'll I'll kill this girl and he throws him into a brick wall. That man's dead! <laughs> So, yeah, this is the final push. Peter gets his powers back. Yeah. Steals the suit from Jameson. Hilarious. Uh, real quick to mention I that. love that scene. That might be my favorite JJ scene in the entire thing. They're like, a Spider-Man was a hero. That entire yeah, thing so was hilarious. He's, he's finally respecting Spider-Man, and then, boom, all yeah. out the window when Spider-Man steals the suit. We get to the train sequence. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Best sequence. Best action sequence. Live action Spider-Man action sequence. Hundred percent. Yeah. Best one. Yeah. Yeah. All the, the there are little problems I have here and there in this movie. This scene is like flawless to me. Everything from like that that last that Pence ultimate con- confrontation between Doc Ock and Spider-Man is amazing. Not only is the action amazing, not only does it look amazing, you also have that amazing moment with the the New York citizens inside of the train again. Again, I'm telling you, New York is a character in these movies. Not Maybe not to the same effect that Gotham is a character in Batman movies, but like the first two Raimi movies, you really engage with this New York spirit and like the, 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 the camaraderie between people who have nothing in common other than the fact that they live in the Big Apple. I just love that moment. I think uh, Raimi was really trying to do that again in the third movie, like near the end, like having the the newscast. It was like too little, too yeah, late it at was that too, point. Too little, too late. But yeah, yeah. There are so many great shots in that train scene too. Again, yeah. shout out to Bill Pope. Like the action's like filmed in a way that's comprehensible. You know, the wide shot usage, like the actions, like the. Each of the fighters, like Doc Ock and Spidey, have their own unique style. It's not like in the MCU when you have two of these villains that fight like with the exact same power set. Like, <laughs> like fight Panther. each other. What? Huh? I mean, Ant Man. <laughs> I mean, it, it's but, like so many. Okay, of them. but look, Iron Man, Man at least. Ant Man at least looks good. Iron Man One at least looks good. Black Panther. Love that movie. Looks like a PS. They were working on Infinity War effects. I think is yeah. probably what the hell happened. Wacky there. though. They should have just gone with something more subdued there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah, that fight, yeah, epic. And the way it ends. Uh, The moment of him stopping, I guess we're talking about Peter not getting to showcase his intelligence or craftiness. That scene, though, very indicative of of Peter's kind of like quick quick, on his feet. He's he's quick on his feet. He goes through like ten, five different options. Yeah, Um, he finds the one that works. Amazing end to that sequence of him getting lifted in. Zack Snyder, eat your heart out. The Christ symbolism in this wasn't blatant, but it was good. All right, man? It's pretty blatant. Look, His Zach, arms get stretched out. Look, Zach, I, I, I'm a fan of your work. If you're listening to this, you know, we're, we're nothing, nothing against you, but could you stop reading the Bible for like two minutes, please? <laughs> all right. So it's a quick run through the ending. Uh, Harry finds out Peter Spider-Man. <laughs> culmination of dialogue. <of> <laughs> Clearly, Jonathan found that hilarious. It's just his reaction to it. He's like, oh, no, no. He just comes in backs up, leans on a chair. He's like a Disney princess. He's like acting, which is not a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. Disney yeah, there you go. Nice save. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Spider-Man confronts Doc Ock at his dock. Ock at his dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has rebuilt the fusion (laughs) reactor bigger and badder than ever before. They fight. 
Mary Jane finds out Peter's Spider-Man. Doc Ock finds out Peter's Spider-Man. And that's a great scene right there. Yeah. Where Doc Ock finds out Peter's Spider-Man. Almost kills him regardless. Yeah. I mean, because he couldn't stop the arms. Again, yeah. Mr. The Arms. Yes, I know. I know. But that, yeah. that only proves my point. That's you true. Know? That's so true. Exactly. I should not have supported you there. Exactly. The cinematography in this scene, again, great. The Spider-Man arriving there, and there's like the, the glow of the sun, and you see him on like the top part of the yeah. ceiling. Great shot. Going Man. back to his... Reveal with Doc Ock, him throwing back the Aunt May line, where like um, sometimes you have to give up your dreams as well, even though it's the thing you want the most. That's the rule line it's in this through line. It just ties the entire thing together. This is the strongest one of the three, honestly. Yeah, and then Mary Jane finding out Peter's Spider Man. Probably one of the better scenes between those two, like the look of like relief on her face because she's like, oh, thank God I was right about this. Yeah. Um, they escape, and then Doc Ock. Bless him, goes down the river. Man. As far as we know. As far as we know. We will see what that happens to him. That was such... That last scene. That's why I'm a little worried about Noah Helm. That last scene with Doc Ock is just so powerful. The I am not a monster. God, dude. I will not die a monster, I think, is the exact yeah. same. Dude, it's so uh, yeah. good. It's so good. Yeah, he becomes him, Otto Octavius yeah, one last him time. Him overcoming the arms and like doing what he's got to do. Amazing moment right there. Um, the post credit scene that isn't a post credit scene. Oh yeah, so yeah, Harry um, <laughs> confronting his father, finding the goblin stuff behind the. To mirror. the goblin cave. Uh, yeah. We're off and running, boy. <laughs> so yeah, after that happens, you know, you get the actual ending. Mary Jane abandons poor goddamn John Jameson um, at the altar. He deserves better. John deserves Peter better. Peter and MJ <laughs> finally get together. And as the siren sounds, Spider-Man swings out. Go get him, Tiger! <laughs> Quintessential Spider-Man. Great final swing sequence. Oh, iconic. Iconic. I'd say that was the best one up until The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because yeah. that intro was... Oh. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, guys? there's a few last things I forgot to, to talk about. The train scene, one of the things I love most about the stopping of the train was the tension, the building up of tension there. You have interconnected shots of the of the people being all worried and scared. Spider-Man like like struggling against the, the, the webs. You see the building falling apart, the suit ripping apart, like yeah. the tension built in and that And then also moment. like the train like just like collapsing in on itself. It's like. so good, yeah. dude. I'm telling you. Like, I, we, you could spend an entire like 30 minutes just taking that scene, yeah. breaking, it, breaking down it down and talking about all the great shots in it. Um, is there anything else that I wanted to say? I don't know. Jacob, what about you? Mm, last take? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just think, like, overall, I had a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I hadn't watched it, like, from beginning to end in a while. It seems like I hadn't watched a lot of these movies from beginning to end, you know, in a long yeah. time. But uh, I enjoyed the hell out of them. They were a lot better than I remembered. Uh, especially this one, you know. Uh, like what, like you said, like, the themes in this movie about, like, responsibility and having to sacrifice certain things to be able to, like you know, fully, you know, go all in on other things. or yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, like, that stuff just elevates this movie to a different level. Is it the best Spider-Man live-action movie? I feel like that is... It's the... this or Homecoming for me. We'll see when I rewatch Homecoming, but... Yeah. It's close. This one's really good. Yeah. I mean, just like, it's like... You, the origin story, while really well done, I mean, kind of inhibits some of the or other storytelling in that other movie, I guess. Yeah. Because you don't get as deep with Norman as you do with Otto in this one. Yeah. So I feel like as a whole, uh, this one works 
the best for of me, this trilogy. For me, it's very hard. I mean, this is definitely the best in this trilogy. First and foremost. I think it might have just been a bit overrated by some people, though. Like, at this point, I feel like the hype around it is actively harming it. Uh, and the fact that a lot of fans of this movie, like, will go out and attack other representations yeah, of the character, no. specifically Tom Holland, is just like... Like, look, Tom is not, like... 100% comic book accurate, all right? But there's some great things happening there, and I really love Homecoming and Far From Home. And maybe on the second watch, I might like them less than this one, but that hasn't been my experience in the past when I was watching them side by side. I really do love this movie. Um, I think it's my third favorite Spider-Man movie, third or second. It's like up there. It's like really close. Um, but yeah, I mean, a fantastic movie, and I'm so glad that they capped off the trilogy in, in, in style, you know what I mean, Ruben? <laughs>